The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots and on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 66th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. Oh my god, we got 66 in the books. Actually, no, we got 65 in the books. We're recording 66 right now, so if the garage explodes, we will not get the 66th episode done. We got 65 in the books. 66 is here. I'm your host, Matt Sardo. I'm also the co-founder of Monkeys Fighting Robots. As you can tell, as always, I am super excited to talk with you. Whether you're driving home from work or to work or just sitting on your couch watching March Madness with the headphones in going like, hey, man, I really want to know what's going on in the world of pop culture. Because uh, there's so much shit going on in the world of pop culture. It's it's oh, one week away from Batman vs. Superman. C2E2 this weekend. Um, there's the Silicon Valley Comic Con this weekend. There's, it's, it's the madness. The madness. Is, it's we. I, I want to say that the pop culture universe... Because I mean, NFL, like NFL has been on this mission to take over the whole entire calendar year. You know, they keep, you know, making things bigger and awesomer. And and so there is no time down from the NFL. But the NFL has nothing on the world of pop culture. I mean, we got conventions already starting. C2E2 this weekend. We got um, Silicon Valley Comic Con this weekend. And that's like looking at becoming something big and that wasn't there that long ago uh batman vs superman is this week next week i had the press screens on tuesday got tons of stuff i want to talk about with that and we're in march and then april's gonna hit and then may you got uh civil war you got more conventions coming megacon in orlando is gonna be massive this year they just announced frank miller was coming to town yeah, it's it's not gonna let up. I they just uh they added a Shadow Con in St. Pete is moving to St. Pete. Who knows? That that looks like chaos. That, I mean in a good way, but I mean like apparently there's all night dance parties and there's booze and bars all throughout it so that you could just have a good time. I you know, I don't I think it's like anime, comic books, some other video game stuff as well, but I'm gonna peruse the Shadow Con at the end of the year and it's kind of like Tip my toes, uh, put the uh, tip, uh, tip my toes, tip my toes in the water and see what's going on over there because that could be could be a little crazy. Monkeys fighting robots is approaching its one year anniversary. Ah, God, I can't believe that's gone by so quickly. So many amazing writers have come on staff. I, we're getting close to fifty writers on staff. Can you, can you believe it? Less than a year, got fifty writers. Uh, I think we just crossed five k on Facebook likes. Twitter's always blow, blowing up. I, I love Twitter because people say what they want, and it's it's pretty obnoxious when they love or hate a film. So I appreciate all the love. 
on Twitter. Facebook is oh, Facebook is uh, that's that's a that's you get into those groups and those nerds are hardcore. This is one of the things we're gonna bring up today. I talked about uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, retiring as Iron Man. And people were like, ah, that's it. Robert Downey Jr. is done. No more Iron Man. And I'm like, really? No more Iron Man? It's like saying, no, we don't want to ever see another Batman film after Christian Bale's three films because they were amazing. I understand Robert Downey Jr. is on a lot more Iron Man, but like, the show must go on. Kevin Feige's already announced that, you know, this is like James Bond where they're just going to recast. They're not going to reboot the universe. That would be really annoying. I mean, they reboot the universe in comic books all the time. I don't understand why they wouldn't do it in com- in uh, the film world. Yeah, they kind of are. But that's a, that's a whole other story of, of curmudgeon men and women arguing about comic book continuity and all that fun stuff. I see 2 e 2s this weekend. Say hi to Jim Terry and Tom, uh, Tom Stilwell and Artist Alley. Those two guys were like the first two guests at the comic vault for free comic book day. Back in the day. Back in the day... Uh, almost 10 years ago, uh, Tom Stillwell, Jim Terry, like, you know, met these guys through guys and very supportive of the comic book store. And I was like, hey, you guys want to do a signing or free comic book day? And they're like, sure. And I didn't even know what free comic book day was back then. So, I mean, but, you know, you make it, you turn it into this massive event now. Those guys were the foundation of what's going on today. So, if you see Jim Terry or Tom Stillwell in Artist Alley at C2E2 this weekend in Chicago, go bug them and go buy their comic books. They're making some good shit. One of our writers, Nick Enquist, he's from Chicago. He's going to be at C2E2 this weekend. He's going to get some good interviews. It's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out out of C2E2 out of Chicago. Very looking forward to all of the work he's coming up with. But this week has been kind of a weird week. I just had a kid, uh, Big Al, Alice. Uh, she's two months old. Uh, just turned two months old. And so I've been getting up early in the morning so the wife gets ready we're up early in the morning, I'm checking out stats, seeing what's going on and everything like that. And I was like, oh, it's like monkey twin robots had a good evening. You know, I go to bed at like 11 o'clock, wake up, you know, early in the morning and I check the stats. I was like, oh, we did some good stuff. And I hopped in the shower uh, Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was, yeah, it was Wednesday. On Wednesday, I hopped in the shower. And I come out of the shower and I grab Big Al. I don't know if that's a good name for a girl, but I, that's, that's what's sick of me. So I grab Big Al. We sit by the computer and I was like, hey, let's just, you know, see what's moving and shaking on, you know, monkeys fighting robots. And I clicked the real time, which I, I'm addicted to, the real time Google Analytics. And it's just like blown up. It's like, boom. And I'm like, big hell, what is going on here? And it's this story, you know, The Road to Batman versus Superman by Nick Inquist. Uh, he did, he's reviewed basically every film that involves Batman or Superman leading up to Batman vs. Superman. So he started off way back in the day. On March 11th, he did a story called Road, Road to Batman vs. Superman, the 20 greatest Batman the Animated Series episodes. You know, it's the 11th. I mean, we're St. Patty's Day going on this week, so it's, it's about a week old. And I'm like, okay, why is everybody going to this story? And so then I, I dig on Twitter and I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of people retweeting that story. And I was like, okay, that means that somebody important retweeted that story. So I'm looking through, and I was like, I can't see who did the retweet. But I see that everybody is talking to me, or talking to Monkeys Fighting Robots, and Mark Hamill. And I was like, well, what did Mark Hamill do? I'm scrolling through. 
Big Al's like, I really don't care what's going on here. You know, she's two months old. You know, but when I'm scrolling through, there's a tweet. Because Twitter now has this function where if you can retweet, you can comment and stuff. So what Mark Hamill did is he retweeted the story, but he commented on like his two best episodes that he remembers. And I was like, oh my God, Luke Skywalker just retweeted, you know, our story from Monkey Spider Robots. And I was just like, oh my God. And we're still like seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the best. I ran my way. I was like, Luke Skywalker just retweeted his story and she's like Luke Skywalker like you know the Jedi guy or like the actor who plays the guy I was like no 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 Mark Hamill he retweeted the story it's just blown up and all day yesterday people were telling us their favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series which is an amazing series I love that show I think I had it on VHS I definitely had the Mask of the Phantasm on VHS I know that I got Batman the Animated Series on DVD I never got on Blu-ray. I got to research where that is. I don't even know if it's on Netflix or where it is right now. But I'll have to look at that. But we have like our the top 20 greatest episodes of that series. And that series just was amazing. And Mark Hamill's Joker animated. I just can't say enough about how good he is with the voice acting. And it's just brilliant. He doesn't get enough credit for it. But it's... It's an amazing, it's an amazing show. You know it's an amazing show, but I just go and I think it holds up really well. If you go back and, you know, look at it, I just, oh, man, it's so many. I loved when they did um, their version of The Dark Knight Returns. That was a good one. I think it wasn't Peter Weller. I'm trying to think of who the voice was. Michael Ironside, I think, was the voice of, of Batman for that one. There's so many good episodes. Clayface one where the girl becomes, you know, think gets sentient and then she absorbs back to Clayface. Oh, that's just, you know, how many cartoons do you end up crying? I mean, that was just. Oh. But he did one for Nick did one for the twenty greatest Superman episodes ever for the animated series. That was another good series. Oh, man, if Nick did, and that's the thing is like, you're tirelessly writing. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. It's twenty. He did twenty movies, I think. Four Batman. Four Batman? Eh, maybe not. Maybe 15 movies. Because you got the original Superman. You got Superman Returns. You got Man of Steel. And then you got the, all the Batman movies. You got Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Robin, Batman Forever. Uh, you got the three Christopher Nolan movies. So, And then you got these animated films. You're tirelessly working as a writer. You know, and then you just need that one little push over the edge. And then it's like to, to make you, you know, to make you realize like I've made a difference or I've or I've done something of significance. And and it's funny because Mark Hamill, I don't know what I thought Mark Hamill lived on the West Coast. I believe he lives on the West Coast. So, I mean, like, what was he doing up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning? Ah, I got to work on this Star Wars. But he might actually he's not on the West Coast. He's in England. So he was up early. And he's like, oh, look, I'm on the set of Star Wars. <laughs> And I'm going to retweet Monkey Spinning Robots. And that is awesome. Another good story that's been trending on Monkey Spinning Robots this week is Anthony Compasto's top five actors to replace Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. This is really good. Anthony's from Orlando, somewhat local to the brain trust of Monkey Spinning Robots. But his list is brilliant because it makes me think it has some good actors in it this was the question on facebook people were like i don't know 
they should just retire Iron Man and they should work on other characters. Well, I mean, I don't want to see a Squirrel Girl movie. You know, I like Iron Man. I like Thor. I like Captain America. I would like to see more of those stories on screen. I'm sorry if you feel like you've had your fill of Iron Man. I have not. I would love to see an amazing Armor Wars version of that on film. I I still don't think that they've ever really entered in the whole like, hey, Iron Man has a major, major drinking problem. (laughs) No, they haven't hit that at all. Ah, oh, man, they, they've definitely missed the boat on a few the, the films. Iron Man 1 comes out gunning, and you're like, okay, here's the storylines. Demon in a bottle. I'm a drunk. That should be number two. And then Armor War should be number three, because that could have been his Civil War. And then, you know, but they decided to go in a different, they decided to skip the old heritage of, of Iron Man, what makes up Iron Man, part of me. And then they just started to go in this new direction, which is fine. You know, I mean, I I watch it. I like the character. I like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. But there's so much more left on the table that they could do with the character, with Iron Man. That would be amazing to watch and and see on the big screen because it's they've got the special effects down now. It's it's a fun it's a fun film to watch when they, you know, blowing up shit and and the wittiness. I mean, they can definitely come up with. They haven't even touched the villains in Iron Man. Ah, that's that's a so yes, there is so much left on the table for Iron Man as far as coming. Film. Okay, so let's get back to Anthony's list of names. Number one, he's got Jake Gyllenhaal. I think this is a fabulous choice. I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he is growing into a phenomenal actor. I don't think he looks like Iron Man, Tony Stark. But I think as far as acting chops, I think he is amazing. I would like to see him get something in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm trying to think of what, I think it was Collider. Collider was talking about that they would love to see Jake Gyllenhaal as Peter Parker teacher. And I'm like, yes, that's brilliant. You know that would he he has the look he has the physique I I I, I and he's a great actor I would, that would be brilliant but I would settle for him as Iron Man Colin Farrell at number two and it's not he doesn't have listed numbers but Colin Farrell I don't I sometimes he has good performances sometimes he's just schmarmy I just yeah I don't I don't feel the Colin Farrell could be the could be all the schmarminess from uh bullseye that I saw with him but nah I just I, I think he's I don't think yeah he's off my list Matt Bomer from White Collar also American Horror Story I think Matt Bomer he's got the Superman look and I know that he tried out for Superman and then when he got rejected for Superman didn't get the part he came out of the closet so I thought that was it was a weird dynamic going on with that is that he stayed in the closet with the sexuality because he was trying to become Superman and then as soon as he didn't get it, he's like, hey, guess what, guys? I'm gay. No more Superman for me. But he's a great actor. And he looks great in suits. He's a stud. I, he's he's very witty on White Collar. I, he could he could pull it off, I, but he doesn't have the goatee. You need somebody who can pull off the goatee. That's, that's where it's he's, he's too pretty. I don't know about that one. Ryan Gosling. Eh. 
kind of like him. Kind of don't like him. I but I don't I don't see him as as Tony Stark. Cuz Tony Stark built it in a cage from a bunch of uh, built it in a cave from a bunch of scraps. Uh, no, I mean like it's Robert Downey. You don't I you kind of want somebody uh, how do you play this one? You know, do you, do you want somebody who's going to do a one-off of Robert Downey Jr. or homage to him? Or do you want somebody who's going to own it to himself? But Ryan Gosling, uh, he's, you know, I, people love him. I like him. He's starting to grow on me. Oh, man, Drive was amazing. He said two words in it. Like, you know, that's who, he needs to play that superhero. What superhero doesn't say anything? I'm just going to go in and save you. Oh, my God, Ryan Gosling, you're amazing. Eh. But the last one on this list, which I think is a home run for the next Tony Stark, is Orlando Bloom. And you're like, what? The guy from Pirates of the Caribbean? He's kind of skinny. He kind of needs to kind of get a little bulkier, I guess, you know, for the look. But he's got that thin goatee that he can pull off. And when he, you know, I can see him... Cause he's got a little, he's got a little damage to his face, which Iron Man would have because he gets blown up all the time. Uh, yeah, I just think, I, I think Orlando Bloom would be the best case scenario for replacing Robert Downey Jr. Let me know what you think. All the articles that I'm talking about today in this podcast will have links below the audio. So when you, you know, you click on it, you're like, boom. And you're listening to me explain where the links are. Right below the audio will be links to Anthony's article, Top 5 Actors to Replace Robert Jr., Robert Downey Jr., and Nick's article, 20 Greatest Batman the Animated Series Episodes, and 20 Greatest Superman the Animated Series Episodes. Right below. You can, like, click on it and, like, read it while you're listening to me. Oh, my God. That's the synergy of monkeys fighting robots. Or at least that's what Disney tries to accomplish. Disney's like, listen, I want you to watch ESPN. I want you to think about Marvel Comics. I want you to think about going to Disney World. And I want you to play with your lightsaber while you're watching all this. Ah! You know, and it's, it's chaos. But they're going to take a lot of money. And that's fine. Because I'm just waiting for the Star Wars theme park to open up. And I'll be there. That's what I'm going to do. The biggest thing going on in the world of pop culture right now is the press tour for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. The film comes out next week. The press screening is next Tuesday for me. I'm really excited about this. I'm on. The, I'm in a leery kind of way. So to prepare myself for Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, I rewatched last night Man of Steel. I did not like Man of Steel. I saw it in the IMAX. It was super loud. That's that. That's I'm going to come back to that. And it just didn't feel like a Superman film to me. Superman killed. Uh, Superman killed all the Kryptonians. He killed Zod. And I, for me, I want Superman to inspire us to greater things. That film came out in June 14, 2013. Three years later, past three years, I'm like, ah, Man of Steel. Garbage, 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 garbage. More garbage on top of garbage on top of garbage. You know, all the typical things. It destroyed things. It was, it was just, it was 
not Superman to me. And since I started Monkey Spider Robots, I think I've sent out a few pool. I've sent out a few polls on Twitter and on Facebook of like, hey, what'd you think of Batman vs Superman? Or no, what'd you think of Man of Steel? And the overwhelming response is people have liked it. And so I've emailed some of my friends that didn't like the film, and I was like, hey guys, I was like, am I the weird guy, or are they the weird guys, or the girls, or who's weird in this? And nobody's weird because we're all allowed to have our own opinions. My friends are like, no, 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 no. They're the weirdos. Bad movie. Bad movie, bad movie, bad movie. Last night, I sit down to go watch Man of Steel. And I'm like, this is going to be a bad movie. But I remember, I remember the first 45 minutes of that film being amazing. And then it kind of goes downhill. I put the movie on and I'm watching this. And the first 45 minutes are amazing. And then when Pa Kent sacrifices himself to keep the identity of Superman down from Clark Kent. Got a little misty-eyed. Ah, oh, man, Kevin Costner's so good. I like Kevin Costner. I like the cast. The cast in this is all really good cast. I just... Russell Crowe, that beginning on Krypton was amazing. Then how they mixed the, mixed the flashbacks with origins of Superman. I was like, okay, I really like this. And I was like, okay, Zod's going to show up. And then it's going to be a bad film. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. The, the, the special effects look pretty cool. I'm watching on my couch at home with the with the volume level my own my own rate, I guess. Not not at the not at the uh, mercy of the IMAX theater. And I'm watching all the destruction and watching the key scenes, watching the reaction of Superman when he kills Zod, watching his reaction when he says, you know, Krypton had his own time, and all that all that's going on. I'm, I'm keeping a keen eye of what's going on and where things are moving and is there any hints of Batman vs Superman you know there's some LexCorp in there I was like where's everything going then the film ends and I was like wow this really wasn't as bad as I've been making it out to be yes Superman killed but he is upset afterwards you know that's why he screams he's like ah and the other thing is, I know he wipes out a whole bunch of Kryptonians, but those are clones. I don't know how we feel about clones, but also Superman has all the DNA of everyone inside of him. So he didn't actually kill everybody off because it's inside of him. He could get it out. So he didn't kill off all the Kryptonians. He killed off the clones of the Kryptonians that were inside of him. I sound like a lawyer here. The biggest thing, though, was that it wasn't... My ears weren't bleeding from the IMAX. And so the destruction and the mayhem and the chaos wasn't as intense and wasn't... Didn't seem as much. Yes, there was a couple fights. There was there was the fight in Smallville. There was a fight in India. And then there's the fight in Metropolis. There are lots of fights in it. The, the fight in India, eh, that could have, could have, you know, they could have got rid of that one. That could have been cut and just had the one in Metropolis. Could have sent the bombers to India and then sent, you know, Superman to Metropolis. So that 
you know, you'd be like, ah, oh, that's a side story. The India stuff is kind of a side story. And then when Superman knocks out the one of Metropolis and it blows up, everything blows up, Zod, boom. And then you have, you kind of get rid of, you keep everything in Metropolis and in Smallville and then, but I mean, you want to incorporate the world, I guess, I don't know, it's semantics here and there, but the film wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, or wasn't as bad as my thoughts were about the film. I think that Henry Cavill is a good Clark Kent. Or good Superman. I don't know about Clark Kent. We'll see. We didn't really see that. He definitely... He has something there. He has a certain je ne sais quoi. I would love to see some more Russell Crowe, but I doubt that's going to happen because they kind of got rid of him out of the computer system. I'm trying to think of who else. There's a, f- a whole bunch of people stuck in um, the negative zone. You got Dr. Emil Hamilton and... Colonel Nathan Hardy, those guys are both stuck in the uh, Phantom Zone with the rest of the evil Kryptons. Michael Shannon, so good. There's so many good actors. Kevin Costner, Diane Lane, Amy Adams, and kind of, sort of. Lawrence Fishburne, hands down, awesome. You know, as Perry White. I, I think now that time has had settled... And, you know, we're kind of settled in this universe. It's not, you know, it's a good time to revisit this film. And if you had a bad experience with it, revisit. Tell me if you liked it. Tell me if you didn't like it. If you're just kind of hands down. There's always going to be this mantra of what Superman means to each person. To me, I think Superman's supposed to make me be a better person. Did this film accomplish that? In the beginning, yes. In the end, no. Kevin Costner talking, Russell Crowe talking... Henry Cavill, him bouncing around, saving innocent people here and there. That's where the greatness of Superman was. How it kind of ends, it's a big explosion and it's lots of chaos. But as far as a comic book, if you parlay this into a comic book, comic books usually have amazing buildup and then they let you down with the finale. And I wouldn't say Man of Steel let me down. It just changed the universe. And maybe three years perspective on it, or change in the world. But watching it didn't, it made me more excited for Batman vs. Superman. Because once I saw the trailer of Batman vs. Superman where Ben Affleck is Batman and he smiles, I was like, oh my God, it is fucking on right now. But now that I'm kind of like a little anti-Superman, I've got Batman to beat him up. And maybe... In this film, Superman and Batman will have a conversation and Superman will inspire me to be the person that I want to be and Batman will be that dark person, but we can we don't know. But they're just unveiling this universe. And I've kind of gone from a hater to very excited about this film. And that's weird because I wasn't expecting that change. But I am willing to admit it. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, all the articles discussed in this show will have links below the audio. And if you'd like to have a conversation after the show, there are so many ways that you can do that. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardo. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. 
If you have an Android device, listen to our show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 66th episode a success. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkey Sweating Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff at Visual Realm built our website and keeps us up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you very much for joining us for this episode of Monkey Sweating Robots. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.